This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. And this week, we're looking at whether we should let our daughters go out in revealing clothes. Mark's already sweating. It's an absolute... Well, it's going to be the shortest podcast ever. It's an absolute no. Yeah, but you do all the time. That's, I know. That's what and you want to say. therein lies the interest. Therein lies why we're going to sit here and talk about this, and I'm going to sweat buckets. <laughs> oh, but it's interesting, isn't it, that actually your very first instinct and punch through is, no, I don't well, want them to. That, but then, of course, parenting is so much more complicated than just doing what you but want But that was really a convulsive reaction. I was yeah. stopping myself from vomiting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's difficult. It is horrible. Just like everything. You think the toddler stage was bad, my God, and then when you get hit by the teens and it's just... It's just a. It's just so much more complicated. Teens and tweens, isn't it? Even hearing their footsteps come down the stairs, mm-hmm. I know what type of shoe they're wearing, and then I start to construct from the feet. <laughs> I think it's important to say before we get into this chat that the reason we're doing these podcasts is because we live in fear, don't we, of doing everything wrong as parents? Yeah, you know, if I'm honest, I don't think I ever have a 24-hour period where I don't feel guilty about something about the way that we are parenting or I'm parenting. Every morning, if I'm really honest, (laughs) I wake up and I have a little bit of dread about what mistakes I might have made. Well, I, I live in a perpetual state of guilt, fear, panic and stress. Yeah. Based on almost every decision I've made or not made uh, around our girls. It's, it's a bloody nightmare. It's so difficult being an adult. Bloody nightmare. This adulting thing is is a nightmare. Sod it. Um, oh, God, I miss the days when you just stay in bed to whatever time you wanted, having sex, eating rubbish, watching the telly, going to the pub, getting drunk. What do you mean you still do that every day? <laughs> You're lying. Unfortunately, no more. No more. Not since the kids. So what are we talking about today? So today's worry, <laughs> maybe we should say worry of the day. No, it is, and we've, we've had conversations about this, haven't we, over the years, and um, a little while back, I saw something on Instagram, actually, and it's it's actually an Instagram account of a woman that's all about body positivity and body confidence, and, and because of that, she wears a lot of revealing mm. clothes. No, 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 not, not sexually, sexually revealing, but she's, you know, her body's out there. Yeah. Anyway, she was talking on Instagram about how she's really struggling with the fact that her daughter who is now in her teens, is dressing in a similar way. Mm. She's literally having to put a fist in her mouth not to say to her daughter, listen, do you think you should be wearing that out? Which really got me thinking. Because it is a minefield, this. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Because when our girls come down looking just gorgeous and... And they're dressed up and they're feeling fantastic about themselves. You know, one might have a tan, one might just have been doing a lot of working out, whatever. And they come come down and they're in something, there is a bit of flesh flashed off to a party. It's very difficult to know what to say because it's a dangerous world out there, isn't it? Well, it's a dangerous world, but I mean, when they do come down the stairs, flashing a bit of flesh 
or wearing something that's a bit more revealing than normal. And that's not to say that that's something they do all the time. It's not. It's usually for sort of parties or special occasions. My initial response is I want to go in the garden and blow my brains out. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, as simple as that. Not. Sometimes that really shows on your well, face. Well, <laughs> I mean, my face looks like I've blown my brains out because, uh, I, I mean, cross-legged, cross-armed, tongue-tied, sweating. What, what's, what's your fear? What's not my fear? My fear mm. is is nothing to do with their right to put on whatever it is they want to put on. I think they absolutely have the right to put on whatever they want to put on. I understand that it's freedom of expression, they want to feel good, all that sort of stuff. I, 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 I accept and understand all of that. But my fear is not about what their intentions are, though one can't wholly know. I mean, I think we do like as parents to think that we know our kids and we know that they're this, but actually on the quiet they're a bit more perhaps saucy or naughty or suggestive than, than we'd like to think. But my fear is other is boys and men. My fear is the response they're going to get and the treatment they're going to get as a consequence of what they're wearing. And is this one of those moments where to be a father to daughters is so difficult because you remember the man you were before you had daughters? This is a moment when you wish you could go back in time and eradicate everything you know you've done, everything you know you've been, everything you know about what it means to be a man, and especially a young man and a boy. And and I say that not just in terms of every man is just driven by an awful base motivation, though we all have been, but even the most well-meaning of boys are driven by very simple male desires. So do you mean, then, that when you see our girls dressed up in a suggestive or provocative way, your immediate thought is worry about them being seen as a sexual being? Yes, absolutely. Out in the world? Well, absolutely. And also, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's a bit of a taboo. As a dad, when you see your daughter come downstairs and they are dressed in a manner that's sexually alluring or attractive or provocative, and let's not forget, we've got a 25-year-old, we've got a 20-year-old, and we've got Maddie who's 16. Yeah. Um, and a 12-year-old. And a 12-year-old who's behind. coming up behind them all, absolutely. You'd be li- I don't think dads actually say even these words. For a nanosecond, you are forced in that moment to look at your own daughter. It's, right. it's what fashion does. It's what, what they're wearing does to you. And it's a deeply uncomfortable moment. It's very discomforting. It's very threatening in a sense because in that moment, you are looking at them in the way for a moment the rest of the world mm. might see mm. them. And, and, that's, and that's what you have to do and, as a responsible Absolutely. Parent, and what you're doing is you're actively yeah. having to occupy that space. It's like having yeah. to stand on an American football pitch knowing everyone's going to come at you and take you out. Yeah. Well, why do you find it so difficult to see your daughters not only as your daughters but also as independent sexual beings is there a problem here of just of relinquishing that control that we all have to at some point our children don't come to us as a great man said Khalil Gibran said they don't come to us they come through us well I think I made a, I mentioned earlier that when they come downstairs as a father you're put into a very invidious position it's not necessarily ownership though I think ownership is a part of all fathers with their with their daughters I think it's also a part of fathers with their sons um I, what I do think it is, is I think it's a sadness that things have moved on. Mm. It's a recognition. Breathing. It's a recognition that actually to enter the sexually active world is to enter the next intensely complicated, fraught with difficulties, fraught with upset, fraught with pressures, fraught with stresses. And I think for as long as you 
want them to be able to be, you know, to avoid it. You want them to avoid it. So I think it is about control, but I think it's the most benign sort of parental control. I get that, and I think all of that is true, but I think also you just don't want your little girls to grow up. On... Well, I mean, if I go to the gut level, you just don't even want to think about your children at a certain point in their lives, because they're your kids, having to have sex. You just don't. I mean, I think most... Because most... and yet, on the, at the same t- in the same breath as saying that, of course, when they're older and they're grown women, I, I want them to have meaningful, happy sexual relationships with their partners. It's not... I don't want to deny them it. But from my POV, and we're talking about the POV of a father, of course, preferably, I wouldn't want that. But I know that would make them unhappy in their lives. I get that. I have to decide what I'm going to say and how I'm going to be. Mm. Why do we worry about what we're going to say and how we're going to say it. Because I know I know why I worry. I worry that I don't want to stop my daughter feeling like a beautiful creature that wants to go out and look amazing yeah. because of others' possible scurrilous behaviour. Yeah. I don't want, if she's just feeling young and beautiful, to sexualise her when she may not be feeling that way by saying, listen, people are going to look at you and people are going to think that you want sex or you want them because it's not her fault that people think like that. It's their fault if they mm. think like that. And so it's this very difficult line, isn't it, of, of is she going to be safe at the bus stop but is she going to feel gorgeous at the party she's on the way on mm. her way to? And so I will tend to say, okay, whatever she comes down in, I say, oh my God, you look amazing. You look so beautiful. And... How are you getting there? Uh, do you want Dad to give you a lift? And if Dad doesn't want to or can't give her a lift, mm. I will suggest a big coat at the bus stop. I think and that-, that is because I don't want her to be put in the position where people are leering or lecturing at her. Now, that's nothing wrong with her. Mm. There's nothing wrong with us. That's something wrong with the world. Why is it important to be physically attractive? Is it a because healthy lesson? Yeah, because we... we I just think that that is our basic instinct. I mean, we are human beings that are put on this earth to find another human being, have sex and have children. You can't deny that basic instinct. We are and put part on this of that, planet to find yeah. another human well, being. Well, that's have at the sex. base at the base level that is what human 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 Cosmically, beings are. Cosmically that might be the case, but not every Friday and Thursday night <laughs> no, you go no, to a party. No, no, obviously I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is there's a certain amount of basic instinct in us to find a mate like a peacock, bring our feathers out and say here I am. Do you fancy me? Do you there fancy me? There is a there bit? is and my point is a lot of that is informed by the fashion business and the makeup business and the pressures that we're all put under. Listen, since time began People have adorned themselves, whether it be with feathers or paint made out of I don't know what. We have people... It's not merely the fashion industry. It was that time you used just feathers. It was amazing. (laughs) It's not merely the fashion industry. It's our basic human impulse to do that, is to go out and to find a mate and be attractive and pull someone. And have sex. But I still feel... I still feel unsure if that's the right way to do it. I think for me, the whole the whole problem with all of this, what kids wear, what young girls wear, and what the, they wear when they go out, and whether it's provocative and whether it's suggestive and whether it's appropriate, appropriate wear, mm. is it too revealing? That's the kind of question, isn't it? I think a lot of it, for me, scrolls back to the absolute idea of where makeup and fashion comes from. It's all about packaging people to look more attractive to each other. And I do think in this... Isn't that human nature, that we all want to look more attractive to each other? Well, yes, I think it is. And But I also think that, that, you know, the entire fashion industry is about 
making yourself seem more sexually attractive than you necessarily are. So I think there's a dis- it's a bit disingenuous to suggest, I think, that, you know, all women are wearing these clothes just for themselves or that our kids are just wearing them for themselves to feel free and to feel this, that and the other. There are many choices that could make, be made that don't involve showing your cleavage or having a skirt that's so high yeah, up. Come on, come on. Basic human nature is that we go out and we hunt for a mate. Yes. Right? And subconsciously, when you're younger, like, you know, if I'm honest, when I think back to when I was young and, I, you know, I've always had big boobs and there was the right attention and the wrong attention for those big boobs. But, you know, when I dressed up and I would strut down the street and I might get a little toot toot toot, it would make me feel good. See, I find the toot 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 the most passive-aggressive act by a man that you can think of. If a man toot toot to toot 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 in that really sort of light-hearted way you just did with your eyes gleaming, like, oh, what a little privilege I got from a white van man. I would pull the car over, drag him out of the car if it was my daughter, and give him what for. I find it the most... It's the most insidiously passive-aggressive because it's so low-level. For me, it's so insidious and horrible. Right, okay, and then you're very, very angry about that because you're putting yourself in the position of your daughters. What I'm talking about is we have to accept that it's human nature that boys and girls go out and want to be attractive to each other. Right. Okay, unless we're going to wear, unless we're going to be covered up in in a hijab, we are probably going to want to put clothes on and wear jewellery and put a little bit of makeup on because we want, because we enjoy that attention. I mean, I love to look at beautiful women. Mm. I love beautiful things. I love nature. I love art. I love I love beautiful homes. I love to live... It's human nature to try and make ourselves look as best as we can. Okay, Is well, it not? You're doing a great job of selling the, the, the right of freedom. I'm not, I don't want to come across as someone who says that I've ever curtailed what they wear. I don't think it's my place no. to be able to do that, no. and I wouldn't do that. But you're talking more from you, you get scared. I get scared and, and I get worried. These are the kind of worst-case scenarios that I'm coming from. But what I don't understand and what I do get confused about with you, and therefore I think it would become confusing with the girls, is what is desired attention and what is undesired attention. And if you go out with your cleavage hefted up beneath your chin so that when people talk to you, they can't look at anything other than your cleavage, you are presumably asking for that attention. Now, my point about fashion and makeup is it's all geared towards men. It's all geared towards making women look beautiful and other women can find women look beautiful, but women themselves are conditioned by the male culture within which we're... Now, I don't wish to sound like some proto-feminist sitting here saying, but, you know, I was brought up by a lesbian feminist. I did have all of this that, that really screwed my brain up as a boy because I had all the same desires and all the same passions, all the same, oh, my God, I want to grab her boobs. Oh, my God, look at that. <laughs> you know, I had all those feelings, but at the same time, I had huge... It's almost like a Catholic guilt that I got from my upbringing. But at the same time, I do think that we are all conditioned. We are massively conditioned by the fashion industry, the makeup industry, the social media industry, everything, to look a certain way. And I think that it can get very confused and confusing for kids because where they feel empowered or where they feel they should be able to strut their stuff and wear this gear out, they're also putting themselves in a very vulnerable position. Mm. I think it's as confusing and difficult for the boys. The boys don't know how to read this. They don't know how yeah, to deal with this. I when, get that. And I think there's an important distinction to make here as well. I think if if our girls are dressing, say they, they're going to a party and they know there's a kid there, a boy there that they fancy, I understand that. Kids are kids. You know, all boys and girls. Well, humans are humans. Humans are humans, but I hear what you're saying. My problem is when, say, Maddie goes out in something that she genuinely doesn't consider is revealing, say, to the cinema with friends in an afternoon or whatever, 
and she gets loads of attention from men on in cars, passing them at the bus stop in the cinema themselves. I mean, I have been out, and I see when I'm whenever I'm out, I see men staring at younger women. And it, have you seen them staring at Maddie? I've seen them staring at Maddie, yeah. and I, I mean, there was one time I was at a, a place in central London. What's that this guy, like? this, this guy walked. But well, I'm very used to it because whenever I'm with you, all they ever do is stare at your cleavage. No. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, for saying you don't like no, people looking at your you cleavage, feel, what do you feel when that when that's with? Maddie? I feel an unbridled hatred, a, a, an uncontrollable desire to take them aside and say, "Is it right to look at a young girl's breasts like that?" Now, I could be unusual in that sense because I'm the kind of guy who has never. And I mean never found any girl who's about five years older than my eldest daughter attractive. There's almost like there's an inbuilt layer in me that says, no, that's off limits. I've got a daughter who's 25. I, I won't find anyone in their 20s attractive. It's, just, it's weird. It just I mean, God forbid, when I'm 90, I'm only going to find 85-year-olds attractive. <laughs> but, you know, it is in there. And, and I don't know if that is my upbringing. And I, I do accept that I'm unusual. But when I, if I'm honest about the male company I've kept, and I would call the male company I've kept in the industry that I've worked in as quite well-meaning, right-on men, men's attitudes to women, it's not great. It's, it's not really great. interesting watching. I can see that you're so upset about this. This is like a big deal because I might have to go out and just take a breather. It's you know? not. It's not as impassioned for me. It's more. I'm coming from, you know, just a mum. And how do I? How do I instruct her without her ever feeling guilty or ever yeah. feeling like she's done something wrong? And that that. That's the difficult thing for me. I mean, I remember as a child and you'd go round to, you know, friends' houses and you'd all get ready together and, you know, to go out to a party and you'd come downstairs feeling like you looked amazing, well, but also feeling a bit awkward and hoping you looked nice. And you'd come down and certain dads would go, what do you think? You're not going out like that. Well, I'm telling you now, no daughter of mine's going out looking like that. That's disgusting. Get upstairs. And of course, as a young child, you just go upstairs and you think, oh my God, I'm disgusting. And then and then you are somehow the aggressor. You somehow have done something wrong. So I'm very, very sure and clear but can you that just... that is not the way to talk to, you know, talk to girls. But where is the safe place? And I think I may have stumbled upon it in that I say, yeah, you look amazing. Where are you going to be? You're going to be in a party with your friends. Lovely. But, you know, how are you going to feel at the bus stop? Uh, you know, uh, on, a, on a practical level, the only thing I can think of that I'm... Because I'm thinking to myself, how do I make it manageable? The major problem for me with our girls wearing revealing clothing, and I've gone through it a lot with Izzy and, and a little bit with Fleur, is that I was a young man. And I know what my interests were when I was going out and drinking. And I know that... Okay, so okay, you see a young girl at the bus stop when Mm. you were a young boy, the same age, and she's got a really short skirt on, obviously going off to a party or something. She's all done up. What would you have thought? No, what would I have thought? I'd have thought she's probably going to a party and she's probably on the pool. Now, if I was in a pub and I met a girl who was dressed quite revealingly... And we all started to get drink. You were drinking, and we were talking and chatting. I would absolutely that would be a, a trigger for me to think. Okay, well, if I was interested, if I was attracted, and unfortunately, men are generally attracted to whoever is interested. <laughs> let's face it. Um, I would make a beeline for that. I would make a beeline for that. And so, rather than for the girl in the polo neck, absolutely, and the, absolutely, and the jeans. there will be on an on a. And this is where I say this is what I mean when I say it's as difficult for men because this is this is learnt. This isn't choices. These are 
aren't choices that we make as men and women. We are conditioned. And, I, mm. you know, and, and that's where, again, my upbringing sort of helps me and also makes me petrified because the conditioning mm. is so endemic that we're not even aware that they're choices. We're not, you know, we, we sort of think, can we, we can't change it. It's so endemic, this idea that if a woman wears revealing clothes in a social situation and say you've got a room with 10 women and two are wearing revealing clothes and eight aren't, as a young, febrile male... In my twenties, I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna. I'm gonna step towards the two more scantily so that's clad women. So informing you every time. And I'm you see a the nice girls. sort of women's liber. Yeah, you are. You're a no, good no. Man. But that, and, but I'm still drawn. Why am I not drawn to the women who are? Why? Why do I? And and I think more men need to be honest about that. More modern men need to be honest about that. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So the signals are out there. Mm. Okay. What's wrong with that? I'm going to pub tonight with my girlfriends. I'm going to party tonight. Yeah, I fancy finding a bit of a boyfriend. uh, Hang on, let me finish. I fancy finding a bit of a boyfriend. Do you know what? I might even feel a little bit horny tonight. I might fancy a bit of a snog. I'm going to have a couple of pina coladas and I'm going to find a really nice boy and we're going to have a snog. What actually is wrong with that? I'll tell you exactly what. (laughs) Okay, listeners, I just want to say now that I think Mark's right eye is going to pop. Honestly, if this is the first time you've ever been listening to a podcast, he is the sweetest, kindest man. I've never felt more tense in all my life. You're literally gripping the chair, babe. I'm clutching the chair for dear life. Okay, breathe. Well, no, there's one important piece of information here. One important piece of information. I am the father of that girl. Mm. And I have to say, being honest, that is the only detail. Of course, there is nothing wrong with any woman going out, wanting to just go out, find someone and have sex. Or well, pull someone, or whatever that is. But when we're talking, But when we're talking someone. about our children, when we're talking about our daughters, you know, I suppose... I don't want them to just do that. <laughs> there you go. No, and so, I don't. It's not so, that I don't want them to have a meaningful sex life, a meaningful relationship and all that, all fun. But I would question whether you are actually okay with that. To step from your daughter being your little girl, the apple of your eye, and you're very, you know, you let, you know, let's talk about Maddie, who's 16. You and Maddie are very close, you know, you... It's a transition I can't bear. It's a transition. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. The transition. I haven't even accepted it. This is just unbearable. It's very, very painful for you. Yes, it is painful. But because I'm her mum, I'm... Uh, it, it, it's not the same kind of pain. My pain is very different. My pain comes from the fact that I ha- I was, as a young person, attacked on the street. That I did have some terrible situations that I was put into with men through my own... innocence. Mm. Not my mistakes, my innocence, my gullibility, my Mm. believability in human, human, mankind, Mm. right? So I've been there. I've had situations that were extremely dangerous and made me very unhappy. That's as far as I'll go. And yet, I still want my daughter to wear what she wants to wear, to be a free woman, to be a strong woman. What I want to do, my problem is, I want the rest of the world to change. (laughs) 
And that's where, and I, and that's what I can't have. I can't have my daughter go out and, you know, and for the world to understand that she's on her way to a party and she's going to see some boys there that she might want to like. And she's not, she's not flagging up for everybody else. And that's the. Can you honestly say then, when they come downstairs wearing whatever they're wearing, that you you don't have a shred of a, 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 a an eyebrow flicker, or an eyelash twitch? Uh, I tell you what, I asked Maddie this question and she sent a little voice note in, so let's have a listen. Oh, crikey, I'm sure I'm going to be thrown under a bus again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, um, personally, I don't think that parents should tell their daughters what they should and shouldn't wear. Um, Obviously, it's okay if, you know, like, if, if your daughter comes down and they're wearing something really, really revealing, if their parent advises them to perhaps not wear it. But I don't agree with parents making their daughters not wear something, wearing something. Because, like, you know, you're only young once and um, girls should be allowed to just show their body, especially if they love it and feel confident with it. And I think instead of telling girls what they should and shouldn't wear, it should be telling your sons how they should and shouldn't react to what the girls are wearing, you know. Um but, but I know uh, me and a lot of my friends personally. I don't if I if I I don't really wear much re- many revealing things. But like, oh that was loud. If I go to a party or something, um, if there's someone closer to our age, it's kind of more just like oh yeah whatever like okay. Uh, but the most annoying thing is when you're wearing something you know in public and you get older men that are kind of you know catcalling or staring or like start asking you questions and stuff, which is just proper horrible um but but yeah I, I i definitely don't think that that girls should be told what they shouldn't shouldn't wear because you know we should be able to wear whatever we want you know men can walk around topless when it's too hot um and not get you know you know you know touched up or anything um but yeah uh also, you know, it's this really weird thing that I, me and my friends agree on as well. Is it's so weird that almost when girls wear tights, so you know, me and my friends wear fishnets more for the aesthetic. Like I, I think they're really cool. Um, but like, you get older men that think we mean something else by it, and if we wear something that's revealing, we're almost asking for it, or you know, we want their attention or something, which is totally not what we're doing. You know, we wear it for ourselves. We don't wear it for other people. Um, but yeah, I think instead of telling girls that they shouldn't wear something, you should be telling men uh, to leave us alone. <laughs> God, we should be telling men to leave us alone. See, I'm, we I'm... can't. We can't do that for our girls. They're going out into the world, and we can't. Do, we have no control. Ah, oh, well. So that's why I think you give them the freedom to wear what they want. You do get... Because Maddie, at one time, was wearing a lot more revealing clothes. And then I think things were a little bit uncomfortable maybe for her out. And she started to change the way she dressed, which made me sad in a whole different way. Because on one hand, I'm thinking, oh, okay, you know, she's realised that the world is what it is and you have to be in a certain way. She's realised that herself and she's pulled back a bit. You know, that's life. That's sad, but that's life. Um, But... Do you want to play the second one? Yeah, but I, I, yeah, but I just want to play another one that um, I got her. I asked her the question: How do you think Daddy deals 
with you wearing more revealing clothes on those rare days that you do? Um, so I, I actually don't wear many, many revealing things. I wear a lot of baggy, very covering clothes, but every now and then if I'm going to a party or something, I'll wear something. I'll like wear like a skirt or, you know, quite a low-cut top and... Uh, whenever I come downstairs and, you know, I go to mum and dad, I'm like, oh, what do you think? Should I wear this? And mum's always like, oh, lovely, love it. I love that you're showing some skin. Um, it's nice to see you in something that isn't just like a, a bag of you. Um, but dad kind of doesn't really know how to react, so he just acts like he hasn't heard me <laughs> ask what he thinks. But uh, if I really ask for his opinion, he'll kind of just be like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if you like it. <laughs> it's not nice for any father to see his daughter like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. See, see that? It's not nice for any father hmm. to see his daughter because... like that. Now, just let me finish. I know you don't mean to put shame on her, but from a female's point of view... That puts shame on us. I remember when I was, oh my goodness, I must have been about 13 and we were out for a big dinner and I was leaning on the table. I was sort of like cross-armed on the table and my boobs were like on my arms and I was leaning and my dad leant over to me and said, be careful of your, be careful of your boobs or something like that. And the sh- and I know he was protecting me because people were looking. I was probably completely unaware of that. The shame... The shame and the guilt that I felt. My dad was oblivious. He had no idea that he'd left me feeling that way. Could and my, language is very, very important. I, I totally, when you're talking about these things, it's very, very powerful. I totally Every agree. single word, as a young girl who's feeling self-conscious, who's suddenly got these blooming bazookas in front of them, that you don't know what to do with. Everyone else seems to know what to do with them, but you don't know what to do with I them. Totally it's incredibly, it's cripplingly embarrassing. So I'm always in that place whenever I see the girls dressed can, however they're dressed. But in my defence... The vast majority of the time, 95% of the time, I spend a lot of time telling them how gorgeous they look or how pretty they are or how nice their eye makeup is. They're currently in the trend of doing euphoria-style eye makeup. I'll always notice it. I'll notice changes to their hair. I'll notice a new top. I'll Mm. notice new shoes. And so I'm very attentive in all those areas. And, you know, there's a difference. But there is a very distinct difference between day-to-day wear and even kind of cool wear and provocative wear. Let me just finish. Now, shaming is a strong word. It's a strong word to use in, in relationship to what my response, as described by Maddie, is there. But do you know what? Maybe a little bit of shame or thought-provoking reactions is what's required for all children in some areas. And if that's the one thing that perhaps makes her think, oh, maybe I need to think about that a little bit more, not change it totally, not change it totally, but I think, yes, there is a huge power to what fathers think of their daughters wearing and how we respond to them. I think, bless most fathers, it's why we end up standing in a corner of the kitchen with our legs crossed, not knowing what the hell to say, going... Okay, okay, I hear that, and, and, and everything in life is about intention, and I know that your intention is not to make her feel ashamed, but you can't just skip over what I've just said. I'm not. What I just said was interrogate that sentence. No father wants to see their daughter looking like that. There is ownership of her within that. But I'm not denying that. 
I'm saying we don't own her body. We don't own her. We don't own her body, but we are we are in a sense the guardians of how she owns and looks after her own body. We are mm. teaching her how to present herself in a male-dominated culture and a, a culture where the male gaze defines everything about women and everything about men. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there are as many pressures on the boys coming into contact with girls who are theoretically wearing provocative, provocative clothing. Um, there are as many pressures on boys because boys themselves are having to negotiate what's the right signal to respond to. Now, if I, when I say that to, to Maddie, I'm having to throw myself right back to when I was the boy who would come up against a girl like Maddie or whoever, one of my daughters, wearing what they're wearing. And if I was talking to them, what judgments would I have been making of them? Now, just because I was making those judgments, just because boys make judgments about what girls wear, it doesn't mean they're bad boys. They, they, mm. they too are navigating their own ways through the pressures mm. of what it means to know when there's a cue, a cue to step in. When is there a sort but of you signal? But to... you are asking your daughter to fix herself for them. No, I'm not. You she, are. When have I ever sent her back up to a room and said, you must change? I never no, but have. No, you, but you, by saying no father wants to see their daughter like I've probably like said that. that on a couple of occasions. No, I'm, I'm, not, just... I'm not disagreeing that that's probably yeah. the sense that she gets. The and sense. I accept that and I hear that. Um, I will interrogate how that comes across and how I deal with that. Hmm. Um, I do think there are some practical considerations you can do. I think it's why most dads will, will quite freely say, I'll drive you to the party. And I'll pick yeah. you up after the party. Yeah. Because you know you're kind of removing what I call the uh, wild west of getting yeah. to social situations. Exactly. I do think, you know, the attention your children get based on what they wear is dependent on where they're heading. You know, if they're going to a house party where they know most of the kids there, that's kind of fair game. I mean, I understand that. Mm. It, just because it's kids you know, it doesn't mean something untoward can happen. I mean, my position is always one of you should have the right to every girl, every woman, especially my daughters. And I remember having this argument with Izzy quite fearsomely where she said, Dad, if I want to walk down the street naked, I should be able to. And incidentally, I wasn't trying to tell her that she couldn't wear something. <laughs> she did come down in a remarkably short skirt, and I was like, my eyes bulge, and I was like, Jesus. And I think I just involuntarily said, are you going out in that? And she said, uh, the old yes, the old classic. Thing. And when I said that, she said, Dad, I should be able to walk down the street naked. I said, sweetie, you should be able to. You, I, I want the you world to be able isn't to, ready. But the world isn't ready for no. that, and the world won't allow you to. I said, if you walk down the street naked, down our street, you won't get home alive. I can assure you of that. Yeah. And I said, now that's not me saying, you've caused it, you've brought it on, you've provoked it. It's being a realist, it's being pragmatic. And so I go back to, I don't want to shame her, but at the same time, if there's, a, if there's the right amount of her worrying about what Dad thinks, it's one checks and balance. I mean, I could take you up on saying showing a bit of flesh. What does that sentence mean? Why did you say that to her? Flash and flesh. Oh, I what didn't even know that I'd said well, that. I mean, it's something I mean, that obviously I think, she thinks that that's how you think. Yeah, no, I, th I think you're right. I think that's an equal mistake that we've both made there. And this is why we never go to bed without guilt. Everything you say can be so loaded with a child. And I will interrogate that and I'll ask her about that because I don't think... It, I mean, I know where that sense has come from is that a lot of the time she's sort of she's in the long black sweatshirt and the black joggers right. and the black trainers right. with you know and and I and and I think some of that and I think she would admit this comes from a lack of body confidence and all of that so sometimes when I see her break free and she's wearing something red and she's got her arms out because I don't want to waste youth like I did and look back and go actually I was really lovely looking and actually I spent half my time thinking there was something wrong with me so that's where it comes but I will interrogate that because that's not I I hope I didn't say you're flashing some flesh I really hope I didn't say but that. there is something very different between dressing nicely looking attractive and wearing something that's too revealing and I think we are talking about too revealing is there 
there something that in your eyes is too revealing? And if there is, mm. what is it and what would I, you say? I think there is something that is too revealing, but I don't think it's my place to say to her that is too revealing if she's going to a safe place. But it is my place for when she's travelling or, where, like you say, when she's out in the Wild West to say, yeah, you look great. You look great, but, you know, just be careful because you're going out and saying, mate, have you got a long coat and a pair of Wellington boots? I mean, yes, absolutely. To get you and, a, and a rain mac to look particularly <laughs> dodgy <laughs> in the street. I mean, I do think this whole idea of empowerment and the idea of empowerment is a word that's bandied around in a really kind of misunderstood way. It really gets my goat because I hear a lot of girls say this, you know, oh, well, I'm just empowered and I want to show all of this and I want to show all of that. And it, it's a totally male-defined idea of empowerment. So, you know, I thought you were going to kind of come at it like that. I mean, what age do you think we should just let go and let them... I mean, I still blanch when I see my oldest girls dressing. So I'm like, oh, my God, I, I just can't bear it. I think, you know, I'll see on Instagram or on something them, them out. And I just... I, I My heart breaks for the child. Wow. You know, interrogate that a bit more as well. Is that just daddy's little girl growing up and growing away from him. No, it's actually my absolute loathing and hatred of men my age. You've said it's really hard when you've got four daughters and when men of your age oh. will lech about girls and that are the similar age. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. And I will, I will often say to these guys, you know, look, it doesn't interest me because I've got daughters yeah. of that age. And... It's so bizarre. I mean, but that's obviously informing you often when you are looking at what they're wearing because I don't have those conversations. No. You know, I don't know that that's the way, the way that men are talking and thinking. I mean, I have to say, I was out with Maddie yesterday and it was just, it's quite the way people look at her. No, men, men stare right at her. I mean, yeah. I have to stop myself. She doesn't even actually, notice. She's oblivious. She's she utterly, even and that's the thing. That's why I yeah. say nothing. But you, do you remember that opening scene in the movie Airplane where he's walking through the terminal and he's taking out all the charity bashes and he's yeah. like, kill. that's me walking across. If I walk across <laughs> Leicester Square with Maddie, I've taken out eight people behind her that she hasn't even noticed because they're all looking he at her He doesn't chest. literally, he I, is talking. Yeah, metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorically. I mean, in my head, yeah. I have literally taken them all out. But it, it's, it's, it's unbearable. It's very difficult. If I see Maddie come down in a certain outfit and I know I'm spending the day with her, I bury my head in my hands and I think, how the shit am I going to deal with today? <laughs> it's the funniest. It's like sometimes she'll come down and you'll go, oh, I wish this oh. was... You'll go... You gonna, and you, like, point. You do this weird point and he's like, are you um, going to say yeah. oh, absolutely. Any, anything? <laughs> I think as a dad, you have to know there's an area where you can lean on your partner to go just for God... And, and what I'm actually saying is, for God's sake, get yourself into that fucking room <laughs> and tell her to put on a fucking rain mac. We are not going out. It's raining. I love rain. I love rain because it my means dad, they have to cover up. My dad always used to say that we'd go out and me and my sisters, you know, we've all, we, we you know, had ample bosoms and we'd, <laughs> and we'd be at the door and he'd, and bye, dad. And he'd go, so, uh, yeah, uh, you, um, your chest is going to, or you're not, uh, you don't want a bronchitis. He was used to say, you don't want a bronchitis, do you? We go, bronchitis? Oh, That's no. for old men. With your cleavage quivering. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. Oh, don't. But don't. we'd flip out the door and not think about him for another second, and there we were off out into the world. So I, I get it. I get it. Though when I remember that feeling, and just what your parents said just didn't really matter. Didn't mean anything. My nan once said that when she when she got to ninety five, sadly she's left us. She said that it, it, when she got to the end of her years, she would spend the last two years of her life seeking down paedophiles and killing them because she just didn't care what the consequences were. Yeah. When I get to 95, I will seek and destroy all those men who are way <laughs> too old to find my children attractive. Bearing in mind that at that age, they'll be 70-something. <laughs> I'll be finding men in their 80s, 90s. Well, no, it'd have to be hundreds. They'll be dead. I'll have to go for younger, you know. Now, look, you're taking your... You're getting so hilarious. I feel like I'm going to implode again. I just can't bear it. The, at this and point, listeners, he through. has got his hands in, rolled oh. into fists and up round his... <laughs> just breathe. It's a hideous subject that just I can't really cope with. Yeah. Yeah. Did you imagine this when... Did you imagine this? Because there's so much about being a parent that I had never thought of, that I didn't think was going to be an issue. And did you ever imagine this was going to be, like, that it was going to mean this much to you? I've, I don't think I truly checked the contract when becoming a dad to four daughters that I would have to even begin to entertain the thought of them negotiating men like I used to be or boys like I used to be. I just forgot that bit. Yeah. I forgot that bit. I thought, they're oh, well, going you know, down they're the going to meet someone. And meet oh, no, boys they're like meeting you down all, the it's all the other stuff. You, don't, you know, when you have kids, daughters, you think of them meeting someone in their life and settling down with someone at some point. Yeah, yeah. at the stage that you're now at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what you don't think about is all those years where you think, oh, my God, do you remember when I did that? Oh, my God, do you remember when I did that? And I think most dads, most men, are honestly thinking that. Yeah. And it's petrifying. Uh, and I'm sure if I if we had sons, I'd be thinking of all the hearts I broke without thinking a second thought about it. And I oh no, sorry, I don't like you anymore. Yeah, you know, broken heart, just left. I mean, I still actually can't compute the fact that Maddie said the word fishnet. <laughs> I mean. I mean, it's I'm, such a shame we were recovering alcoholics because the one thing you need now is a, a large brandy. I need a drink. Many drinks. And then, I'd have, and then I'd become one of those men who leers after kids. It's just horrible. It's horrible. Men are horrible. My mum always tells this story about when she was pregnant with Dina, um, my oldest sister, um, my dad came to her with a... <laughs> it was an advert he'd torn out of Good Housekeeping and it was for Stork margarine. Right. And there was this little girl and she was she was holding this plate of bread and jam stalk margarine and she had this lovely blue dress on and she had her hair tied up in a ponytail coming down her back. Beautiful dress, little white shoes. And she, dad said to my mum, would she be like this, our daughter? And my mum said, for a little while. <laughs> well, I can relate and to that. Strange enough, my sister did look a little like that. And I think, you know, when I think back to you and you'd go out and you'd come in you, with all your bags of monsoon, the go most girly dress-up dress, you loved I was a loved, very, I've always been a very hands-on dad. With, you, yeah, Because I've them. never been interested in clothes. You dressed mm. them. Mm. I mean, you loved the clothes and they every, used to love going shopping Christmas with Every Christmas and birthday and, and with, with Izzy when she was growing up, we used to go out all the time and go shopping for clothes. I used to love that. And But again, it wasn't dressing them in a controlling way. No, it was dressing no, them. I, 
yeah, I, whatever they liked, I'd let them have. I mean, but that's gone for good. It's, it's totally gone. But what I do every now and then do is I buy them really baggy, huge jumpers. You do triple X <laughs> large <laughs> T-shirts, large jumpers that they have to wear. <laughs> or I buy them hoodies, or I buy them, you know, combat pants. See, anything yeah, that fully covers their body. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Even thick socks. <laughs> Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're just a bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. We've got a message here from Steve in Bristol. Our daughter, 18, leaves the house sometimes without us seeing her. Recently, I found her in photos on social media dressed very provocatively. Ah, social media, you see. I've tried to talk to her about it but can't make her see my view. She won't listen and sometimes buys clothes while she's out. Am I better to let her do what she wants? <laughs> now, that's really, really interesting because on the one hand, you could say that when they come down the stairs, we do our or I do my parental sort of scan, all the alarm bells go off, but I'm across what's happening. Mm. Then they go out, and then you go onto their social media and you see something completely different. Oh, my God, that's been happening since the beginning of time. Stuff what you're really going to wear into a carrier bag, put your raincoat on and go out and get changed. It was all part of the fun, was dressing up. So should you say anything if you see them suddenly just wearing a bra? You know, they've suddenly reduced their clothes down. Well, we have said to Maddie about stuff that she's put on Instagram Mm. when she was much younger, we said, because she was just oblivious. What you don't understand is you're putting that image out. Would you stand on top of the bus looking like that? Because, you know, people will assume or think certain things. Um, I think it's better to know what's going on with your kids than to be hidden. So if you say to your kids, you're absolutely not wearing that, you're going to be pretty sure that they're probably going to get changed whenever they get wherever so they get. best to let them just do But what then they there's want. the other school of thought that isn't it good to show them that even though you might know your kid's going to do that, condoning things is a very different thing because you're saying, oh, my mum thinks it's fine, my dad thinks it's fine. I don't know. Again, I don't know. I just don't know the answers to these questions. I mean, this is a subject for something else, but I tell you what I find more perturbing sometimes is that than the photos, is the weird cryptic messages they all send each other. That's a whole uh, amalgamations of emojis podcast. and initials and yeah. syllables. Don't even think about that aubergine. That's all I can say. Don't take us to aubergines. I've got one here from Justine in Portsmouth. I'm happy to support my daughter 15 in whatever she wants to wear, but there's a line between feeling good about yourself and attracting the wrong attention. Sometimes it's hard to find a line that supports her and doesn't shame her. Oh, Justine, that is exact. You have just put very eloquently what I tried. I've tried the whole way through this podcast to put. I love that. Sometimes it's hard to find a line that supports her and doesn't shame her. I agree. It's 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 almost like language doesn't offer the the words no. to do that. No, it's really hard because I mean, if we could do it, there'd be a someone who says say this, and we'd all say it. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the closest that we got to it was, "Wow, you look beautiful. Mm. Do you feel good? Do you feel?" Because sometimes get those fishnets off. Because some no, <laughs> because sometimes I've seen the girls, and I know they're not happy with what they're wearing. Right, that's interesting. And they're uncomfortable with what yes. they're wearing. And it's been a pressure to wear something. And I can tell the difference in two seconds. I think I can too. So I'll say, do you feel really comfortable? And often Maddie has come down in something and actually gone back 
Mm. And put on something that she feels comfortable because my line always is, and I still do this now if I'm going to an event or a award ceremony and somebody's dressing me and they're giving me this amazing gown, I say, oh, I don't feel like me. Because if you don't feel like you, it's so hard to be attractive. Mm. The most, the easiest way to feel attractive is to feel the most like you. And many times Maddie's got up and changed, hasn't she, by herself and put her trainers on and go, oh yeah, because I want to dance and I want to feel comfortable. I love those moments. I love those moments. But I think if, um, yeah, oh, is that, are you really happy with what you were? Oh, you you like it, you feel good, yeah. Brilliant. Have the best time, but just what are you going to wear on the way there? That's the best thing. I like, like, I you like said, yeah, yeah. The Wild West. Is good. Because I like good. that Wild West idea. And whilst you're saying that, I'm stood in the corner with my face up gibbering. against the window, gibbering, gibbering. and dribbling. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>